just Wednesday, November 22nd. So a couple of uh, updates here to share and let's get started. So this was discussed recently and uh, you know, it's a strategy that I've been using um, you know, COVID forward now that the airlines have actually, um, let's see, um, they don't charge change fees in a lot of cases. So let's take a couple of scenarios. The, the ultimate way to utilize this is if you have enough uh, points. Let's say that you have Delta Sky miles available to book a trip, as long as you do not purchase the basic economy fare. Sorry, the dog. It's, it's not uh, fully refundable as far as fees and so forth, but you can always you know, cancel and uh, you know, rebook that ticket. So, you know, the sweet spot usually to book airfare is usually about a month or two out from your departure date, and you usually do it midweek. Uh, the weekends tend to have higher fares. But once you, you know, lock a flight in, or as I say, save the flight, you do have an opportunity many times to reprice it. But another angle to this, and you've got a link over at my uh, Facebook page, my upgrade offer. You got some discussion out on the frequent flyer boards. If you do this too often, would it raise red flags? So, in all the you know years I've been doing this, the only thing close to that that I'm aware of is um, uh, maybe two or three other related stories here. So there have been some stories out there where folks were. Uh, can't or booking and canceling, let's say, a international business class ticket just to simply access the lounges. I could see that as a little more of a uh, an issue. Um, you know, it's, it's technically, I guess, stealing <laughs> if you uh, book the uh, the ticket, use the service, but don't actually go through all the way. But I don't think that's what's going on here. Uh, you know, these airlines. Um, this is a public policy, and I have not seen anything specific out there that is either tracking, you know, how much is out there or how many people are doing this or um, a, a specific limit. Let's say, for example, well, you booked, you know, uh, five tickets, you know, the same two or three weeks and so forth. Uh, we're we're going to put you on a ban list. I have not seen anything that crazy. Um, so, but it is a good idea to watch. The, the other practice here is booking multiple tickets on the same day. Um, uh, during COVID or when COVID was getting better, I did a uh, mileage status run up to Alaska and I was only in, I think I went up to Anchorage. It's been a while, <laughs> um, but I was only in Anchorage an hour or two. And I remember them actually coming on board and asking me, sir, are you really only going to be there for an hour? And I said, yes. So, you know, these things kind of, there are tracking mechanisms where they will uh, sometimes question it. But, you know, like, nope, I planned to, to do this and it was a cheap fare and here I am. Um, and it was, okay, just want to make sure before we send you up there that that's really where you want to go. So, um, yeah, the other practice here of booking a ticket on one airline, and if there's a competing airline that you have uh, points or something, 
just to compare the two or even have a backup plan. Um, you know, th this is going to come up for concern next week if there's any winter weather or other bad weather that delays. Um, you know, if you follow my uh, episodes here, um, giving JetBlue a try and status match that they offered. So, uh, but I am, you know, public info, I am keeping two uh, reservations open, one with Delta, one with JetBlue. I have the points available and I do intend to cancel, you know, the one I do not use next week. So, you know, these are all just strategies out there. Um, you know, thankfully the, the policies allow for it, but it's still that weird gray area of, am I doing it too much? So just, just consider it there. And, and you've got a link over to a much more detailed discussion thread over a flyer talk on this. Um, next topic is uh, as we travel, and I've got some feedback to share about the this holiday travel week that's uh, kind of interesting, but um, never forget the taxi line, uh, especially when I fly into an airport and just need to you know, have uh, you know, transportation from the airport, maybe to the hotel or to the cruise port. I usually just go straight for the taxi line. Um, you know, now that we have Lyft and Uber, a lot of people forget that there is a taxi line there. And the other advantage, and, and a lot of people gripe about the price increases that they have seen with Lyft and Uber, uh, yes, they're, they're there. Um, I also see a lot of people, you know, they're just standing out under some cover, staring at their phones, waiting on the ride to get there. Um, you don't really have to do that with the classic taxi lines. The other advantage to these taxis is a lot of times local regulations have flat fares. So let's say here in Atlanta, you're leaving the Atlanta airport, there's a string of taxis out there ready to pick you up, no wait. And there's actually a sign right there at the taxi stand that says, if you're going from here to a Midtown hotel, this is your flat rate. Doesn't matter if you know Uber and Lyft decide to do their four times surge pricing, that is a locked in fare you know, that the city of Atlanta uh, forces the uh, taxis to uh, do. So it could turn out cheaper, no wait. And um, yeah, you have it. So just consider that. I just wanted to, to point that out because uh, a lot of people, they just, they forget that, you know, taxis still exist and I'm sure that they would love the business. Um, that's why they're still there, you know, to do that. So just uh, you know, don't forget that as an option. Also, speaking of the Atlanta airport, you might remember a month or two back, I don't know if I covered it here on this podcast, but there was a uh, dog that got lost at the Atlanta airport, the, the huge Atlanta airport. And so um, it was interesting because th there was a lot of confusion as to why this dog got lost at the airport, uh, how, they, how the dog got on the plane, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, it does appear that now it, it, that the dog came in from the Dominican Republic, and there's an article I link to it over at the Facebook page that um, the Dominican Republic is actually on embargo that they, they cannot actually put you know dogs on these planes. So someone I think clearly messed up. They they let the lady aboard with the animal in the Dominican Republic. When she got here, she didn't have the right documentation, something was going on. And then, you know, someone agreed to take the dog over. And, and the best of situation, it's just really, it goes back down to the airline. And I think in this case, Delta did the best they could and the bad situation because 
you had a situation with a woman, you know, that was flown here on Delta with the dog and now they're stuck in customs. But I also want to point that back out to, it was not just the boarding agent. There should have been flight attendants on board that noticed this, that there's a lot of other things here that should have rose red flags before that dog even got on the plane here. And it's an unfortunate situation. However, they did find the dog. I believe someone, um, you know, reunited it later. It, it was a really this awkward, odd story. Um, but thankfully, the, the dog, you know, was not killed. Um, or, you know, a, another comment from a friend of the industry said, well, it's probably some hobo that's keeping it at one of the weekly motels down by the airport. It does not appear that that happened either. So, I've got the link over there. If you remember that story or want to you know, chat more about it, comment here. We can go into more details. It's just a really interesting uh, anomaly. That's all calling it there. Um, the next topic is, and uh, you've also got a link over at uh, the Facebook page for this one too, international airline cards. So what was it the other day? I was looking at access policies for the airline lounges. And one that piqued my interest was some sort of Delta Diners Club credit card. But that particular credit card, I think, is only offered to residents of certain countries. So, you know, while all this drama, so those of you that are following the episodes and following the news of, you know, Delta and all the airlines tapping down on what they allow, um, you know, the, the airline or sorry, the, the credit card users to uh, use. You know, airlines like Delta, I mean, there was one particular card out there, I don't remember which one it was, but it was targeted towards Japanese residents. And it actually gave them Sky Club access uh, at the um, you know, Japanese airport departure lounges in exchange for getting that credit card. So. Yeah, I mean, you have to remember that these airlines are international. They are part of, you know, consortiums with other airlines out there. And, you know, yeah, they've got this drama going on here in the U.S., but people in Japan, Europe, they, you know, it's not scrolling across their news so that they don't know about it or fully understand it. They may have saw a comment about it, but it doesn't affect them. So you've, you've got, you have to put yourself in other people's shoes sometimes to see what their perception of, uh, or even if they've heard of some of these situations. So uh, I thought that was interesting. And, and you can go out to the, um, in this particular case, there's a page out at delta.com that talks about the international um, credit cards that are offered there. And maybe there's an international listener that you can actually benefit from that. So there you go, the more you know. <laughs> There's also a couple of snippets and copy paste from what I've referred to in the past as uh, shop talk, uh, specifically about non-red travel. I know that there are some industry folks that uh, do watch uh, or listen in. Um, it was some very interesting uh, comments recently out there about departing from Brazil or South America. And allegedly in some of these, or I think it was confirmed because several people said that they had experienced it, that you were not permitted to go through security and outgoing customs at some of these airports until you know you were standby, but to give you a ticket. And it was a mad rush. So you're literally standing there outside of security. Uh, you have a standby ticket. You suddenly see that you have a seat, and it's like amazing race time. 
you have to rush through security, rush through outgoing customs just to get to the flight and hope that you don't uh, miss it there. That's a very different experience. Now, there was also a tinge of discussion that, because uh, this comes from opinions of Delta employees, but there was opinions of others, uh, for example, United, it was a more friendly experience that maybe the seats were cleared with more time. So you had, you know, maybe a two hour buffer instead of that uh, one hour buffer with others. These are all internal airline policies that probably does not affect you as a revenue travel, but I think it's interesting to look at the other side of the fence. And uh, there was even some interesting discussion later, lately about um, uh, weight and balance. So payload, payload optimization. Uh, if any of those topics, so I'm glad to chat you know, about shop talk here. Um, I currently, you know, full, you know, uh, the only way that I would be able to non-rev would to uh, ask a friend that has access to buddy passes. And, you know, the, the buddy passes, um, they can be an amazing experience, an amazing deal, but you've got to be flexible. So, um, yeah, uh, glad to talk more about, you know, the whole non-revenue uh, travel world, um, if any of you want to there. Um, also a reminder about these credit cards, as I've mentioned in the past, um, don't leave miles on the table. You know, as a reminder to you, especially as you're doing this holiday shopping, you know, Delta does it, JetBlue does it, you got both the dining and the shopping programs where you log into a website and uh, make your purchases online, they are tracked and you get some extra miles. You know, it doesn't matter what credit card or debit card you use there. So just don't, don't leave those miles on the table, especially as you're doing uh, more shopping between now and uh, Christmas time. The next uh, one here is uh, where I've been, where I'm going. So as I mentioned, the Boston work trip is still a go next week. I do have uh, some flights that are, um, you know, one, one of them is gonna uh, not win. <laughs> So just to be uh, honest there, you know, Delta, give me the first class upgrade and I'll fly on you. But if not, I have, you know, the other option book with JetBlue. So I'll end up canceling one of those tickets. Um, and uh, also the other thing I did recently, it was um, I'm reshopping the hotels. So I did have a reservation at a, um, uh, using an employee rate, but it just ended up canceling that because it also had a three day cancellation period. And I'm actually finding some better interesting offers from uh, Hotwire. So if you've ever used Hotwire, I'm, I'm comfortable with it. You just have to know what you're getting into. I'll probably book that hotel as soon as I get on the plane or about to board the plane. Um, just because, you know, that uh, the, the, the deal with Hotwire and Priceline hotels, you are, um, you're locked in. You can't, you know, change those reservations. So uh, stay tuned. Um, I'll try to do a episode um, you know, next week. Probably will not bug people from the uh, the plane. That's probably people will be looking at it like, shut up, guy. But um, these are on the lounges because uh, even on the return, I am seeing uh, several lounge, interesting lounge options at the uh, Boston Airport, uh, depending on where you know which one I choose to come back on there. Another uh, thing that I did reconfirm so. The Delta ticket is actually booked on a round trip. Um, in hindsight, I should have done two one ways because if you do not show or you have to cancel, uh, you do not still have that um, that return flight. Most of the airlines, if you've got a round trip booked, um, and this goes into a bunch of more uh, stories about skip lags and other things like that. 
if you don't make that first flight, typically the airlines are going to cancel the whole ticket. You will not have the return, you know, still available to you. So um, again, just, you know, it's all weighing into the decision that it probably is going to fall down to next week if there's no, you know, weather issues and there's no upgrade. I'm probably flying on JetBlue next week. And then for Christmas, um, we're go, still going west. Use that companion search, Atlanta, Las Vegas round trip. Uh, that'll be on Delta. And they, um, the last time I checked, it is a 767-400, uh, which is an international configuration. And they're actually nicer, more or less domestic first class seats. Um, and a good chance to actually go uh, up front on that. There's a lot of uh, seats open on that flight. So we'll see how that turns out. And then uh, when we get there, staying in Vegas for a couple of nights, and then I'm going to pick up a one-way rental car from Vegas to Palm Springs. I'm going to drop it off in Palm Springs, the hotel that um, I did swap out recently because the courtyard, uh, I guess it's the cooler time of year, they are going to close the hotel. But um, you know, there could be some opportunities to go out and just uh, have some time in the uh, jacuzzi or something like that. So we ended up moving over to the Renaissance. I'll double check, but uh, that at least I guess the jacuzzi at the Renaissance will be open. Just didn't want to, you know, bulk out all those miles and if we wanted to use the pool would not be available there. But uh, then on that return on the Saturday, picking up another car in Palm Springs, both with Avis and headed back over to Las Vegas. Um, a recommendation, even a friend of mine, when I traveled to the, uh, the tournament, let's see, that was in Raleigh recently. Um, make sure that you go, you know, whatever uh, car rental company that you use, go ahead and give them a copy of your driver's license and get one of their frequent traveler. Um, I just called it a wizard number, I believe. It is a huge time saver. I mean, the, the line at the Raleigh airport when I was, um, you know, riding with my friend, it was close to 30 minutes to 45 minutes just standing there in a line, you know, waiting to get the car. It's not a fun experience, and this doesn't cost you anything. You just go to the, the car rental companies, and the big names offer this. Budget has it, Avis has it, all of them. When you get to the rental car facility, they usually have your name on a board, and they have a space number. You just go directly to the car, put your bags in, and head towards the exit. That is a whole lot better experience and a huge time saver. So uh, just, a, again, a recommendation if you may be using a rental car, especially during the holiday time here. Because remember that families love them to death with their children, but they do not move fast. So if you're standing in the rental car line with a bunch of families in front of you, expect to that to add probably five or 10 more minutes. Back to the morning All right, so uh, San Antonio, January. Um, MX, you know, computers saying no or whatever. I have not heard back on that travel case, but the, the, yeah, the trip is still likely to happen. Um, it's just, it is one of those little quirks that uh, I still won't be able to get resolved on that uh, MX travel booking. But um, we're probably going to go out there on Delta both ways and um, hopefully uh, decent uh, winnings, you know, and, uh, uh, from the bowling team. And uh, we'll see how that goes. And then I was just talking to my dad earlier this morning. Uh, we still have that booking, but I did make a change. So there was a lower fare that opened up on an interior cabin. So I'm going to put uh, dad and stepmom in the balcony, uh, the nicer room, and I'm just going to take the uh, cheaper interior room by myself. There's plenty of room in there just for me. And um, 
you know, I'm sure he'll be in their cabin some soon as to, to use the balcony, which would be plenty of time. So uh, it, it did save some money, and it was considered about two or three hundred dollars difference. Uh, using that, you know, we're going to do a uh, dinner the first night at the Tuscan Grill, which is a really nice experience, a lot of food, and you know, very good service. Um, and then also we'll probably do some beverage packages and um, probably buy Wi-Fi or at least one device too. So that'll help you know, compensate for the other. But looking forward to it and any of you are welcome to join us. It's just a short four night cruise. This is March 21st, four nights. It's a Thursday to Monday on Celebrity Silhouette. Leaves out of Fort Lauderdale. So many flights available and, and not expensive flights to get to Fort Lauderdale if you're uh, not down there, but invitation is open. Uh, glad. You can meet uh, dad and stepmom and be a fun little weekend away. And still probably cooler weather. That uh, cruise goes to the Bahamas and Key West, uh, just a short four-nighter, and uh, getting out of the cold winter weather, especially for you know, my coworkers and everybody north there. Still looking at options for that Ireland trip. Uh, headed over to Ireland for the Georgia Tech FSU game in August of 2024. And um, it's looking like Everything goes to plan in January to be able to book with JetBlue for that Mint upgrade. Got those four uh, move-up certs to use there. But the other um, iffy thing is Air Canada. I have the other um, discount certificate I'm still trying to use there. Um, it looks like you would need to do a round trip for the best fare option. So it's a way in the options, but um, you know, still got a, another two months here before we end up uh, locking those flights. Um, speaking of. These travel deals, um, went out there and did a quick search. You can do a four-night cruise, depending on when, uh, for $219 plus taxes and up. Um, that's not bad at all. Uh, if you're looking for a short getaway, um, now the, the peak times that are coming up around Christmas, New Year's, um, you know, if you're traveling this week, they do bump those fares up uh, because there's a higher demand for the holiday cruises. But in between, there's still plenty of travel deals. Um, also, if you don't want to do cruises, uh, did find a four night with airfare. I believe this is on JetBlue, $699 and up. And that includes all your taxes. And in a lot of cases, that would be an all inclusive resort. So you're talking about flights, food, booze, some entertainment. You go into a beach for several nights, 700 bucks for four nights with airfare from Atlanta. You can't really beat that. So there's some other uh, options in, in the middle of all these other Black Friday kills. Quick comment about the cruises. I did uh, save some, uh, as I mentioned, beverage packages earlier for the March Cruise of Celebrity. If it's not still going on, it was about a 45% off deal, um, which is uh, a good bit cheaper there for uh, those beverage packages once you get on board. Sorry, the, the dog is uh, barking. Uh, just remember uh, on the upgrade fund. So um, this is technically a for-profit business and I'm glad to help you with your travel reservations if I can. Uh, we also have the upgrade fund through Patreon. And, um, you know, scratch my back, scratch your back. We do have some Chase promos. Um, almost every credit card and, and account at Chase right now, there's some sort of hundreds of dollars promo that's tied to that. Um, investments, looking for a credit card offer, looking for uh, maybe to move your checking account. You know, uh, take advantage of that. It's free money. Why not? And it would help you, you know, for your holiday travel. And maybe you'll, um, you know, go on a, a trip with us if you want there. And then also the open up for uh, feedback. So hopefully you're uh, subscribing uh, wherever you're seeing this feed. Um, always welcome you know, to, to have that. 
Um, but also look forward to your feedback. So you're always welcome to comment, you know, on this, uh, wherever you're seeing this, try to monitor any comments that come through. But the one particular one here, um, I guess, uh, uh, kudos uh, to uh, at least the Atlanta airport. I, I am hearing, and also, I guess, I have a friend that was flying in from the Raleigh airport that the airports are not that busy. You know, pe people are not stuck in lines. They're getting through security well, knock on wood, that this is gonna be a good travel week. Also with all this weather that, uh, you know, kind of came through, they were worried about the week and someone said, uh, the news has everyone hyped up about the travel, but they said, this is the deadest I've ever seen the airport. And um, that's how it was yesterday, super stressed about traveling and how busy, and it was just easy to navigate the airport. Everything was fine. So I don't know, a combination of people just, you know, they can cancel, they made other plans, maybe they're driving, uh, they don't want to deal with the airports. Um, I'm not sure, but uh, kudos if um, everything is uh, seeming to move more easily and, uh, and so forth. So we'll button this up. I got to get a name uh, for the episode. I'll pick one out here. Nothing is uh, coming to mind immediately, but uh, hope you have a great Thanksgiving. If you're going to be traveling, safe travels, seeing your families possibly. And um, be back in another week or two, another episode. Thanks.